0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and happy Friday. We are out here, uh, divisional round of playoffs. And so within the NFC West, you had the Rams, you had the Seahawks last week for wildcard weekend. And that was the only NFC West matchup in the playoffs because, guess what? The Arizona Cardinals did not make it. They did not advance to postseason, as I'm sure you guys are aware. Uh, so the Seahawks hosted the Rams and while um, me and Kamo talked about the matchup at hand uh, both of us said that the Seahawks would probably find a way to win uh, especially considering that Jared Goff and John Wolford there was going back and forth between that game of who would play and the answer is D all the above John Wolford got the start he got knocked out early uh, thanks in large part to Jamal Adams hitting him In the neck while he's falling was shy. That was kind of a dirty hit. But Wolford went out the game. Jared Goff was active. Um, His thumb, you know, coming off, what, two weeks from a thumb surgery. uh, Played the game. And surprisingly, despite all the, the concerns about Jared Goff and his play, he played good enough. I say he played good enough because the Rams' defense was triumphant against the Seahawks. Despite being on the road, despite playing against Russell Wilson and this high powered offense with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson, um they pretty much um shut him down. It was the final score was Rams 30, Seahawks 20, Russell Wilson had one of his worst games in postseason history in terms of his career. Uh, He had a pick, one being for a pick six, and yeah, man, this Rams defense played fantastic. Aaron Donald left um, the game in the second half due to a rib injury, bruised ribs, what have you. They said that if the game was closer, Aaron Donald probably would have still been playing in the game, so they rested him, and Cam Akers, Cam Akers, they gave him, what, like, 25 carries? He rested for over 100 yards. I think in total, he had about 130 yards of total offense, and the Rams, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't a pretty Sean McVay offense, especially with like, what, a 60% Jared Goff, considering his health with his thumb, with his arm, just with everything going against him, but he pulled out with the win, and I know that a lot of Rams fans are kind of... At odds with their franchise quarterback, I say franchise quarterback because of the money, the commitment, the the draft capital they acquired to get him all those years back. But uh, despite all the adversity, did enough to win against the Seahawks. So shout out to the Rams for not only advancing but dominating at Seattle. A divisional game in which just a couple weeks earlier they had lost, what, 20-6 to against the Seahawks? This was a game that uh, Russell Wilson looked pedestrian. This offense looked pedestrian. Shout out to Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, what, Demarius Williams with the pick six. I mean, a lot of guys stepped up for this game. And I'm sure they heard the chatter all throughout the week about the Seahawks being that much better than the Rams. But the Seahawks are at home and the Rams advance to this weekend so this weekend saturday one o'clock pacific standard time they go from sunny la the northwest region to green bay yeah they're playing the packers because the rams being the lowest seed remaining in the nfc the bears lost to the saints and so the rams are the sixth seed they advanced to play the number 1 seed which is the packers and they've been well rested off a of bye week and they're hosting at lambo field against the rams and it's going to be a uh, it's going to be rather nipply. it's going to be rather nipply in the sense that yeah man it's uh it's pretty damn cold over there it's going to be sub zero temperatures i think there's going to be fans fans will be in attendance uh, partial partial attendance but you'll have a live crowd there Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, and, you know, a very under-the-radar sort of defense. Uh, They're coming. They're coming. They're waiting, waiting for the Rams. And so what have you for the NFC West, the last representative of the NFC West division. Uh, So let's go ahead and start this pod talking about the matchup at hand, Rams against the Packers. All right, so... Rams at Green Bay spread is Packers favored by seven over under 45 and a half. So, you know, give and take an average over under. Uh, I think average over under is like, what, 46, 48. So to go a hair under at 45 and a half, I mean, it's, it's about the same. Um, keep in mind, it's going to be really cold weather. And that might be into the favor of the Rams and their defense, or it might be into the favor of the Packers just Considering that Jared Goff, with his hand, with his thumb, he's not 100% with his throwing arm, and with these frigid, like, sub-zero sort of temperatures, I don't know if sunny LA Jared Goff would be um, favorable uh, for his performance, considering the weather, everything else that's going against him, so you have that to consider, but, I mean, let's just go ahead and look at this straight up for the matchups, because, I mean, in regards to injuries, Jared Goff Obviously, priority number one, Sean McVay gave the signal that Jerry Goff will be starting in the divisional round. And outside of Jerry Goff, you know, you got to look at the other side of the football. Aaron Donald, MVP candidate year over year, bruised ribs. But from what I understand, he's been practicing. He is slated to go. And, you know, do I think that the weather will affect Aaron Donald and his play? From what I've been reading, I think it should be a non-factor. He's been practicing this week. He said to reporters that he feels fine. He's ready to go. It's more so like a, a pain threshold. But I think that they're going to have a, you know, like a vest on his ribs. They're going to keep it warm, some heating pads. I think he'll be fine. And considering the circumstances with this game, he should be ready to go he should be ready to go for that. And so that is something to look at and then I think it's their, their what their left guard David Edwards, he's questionable to play. Um he's questionable to play, but I think it should be fine. I think for this Rams team, it should be fine. It should be fine. It should be fine. They are they came out relatively unscathed against the Seahawks. Oh, forgot about this. Cooper Cup. How could I forget about this? Cooper Cup, he came down with an injury last game as well. From what I understand, he is slated to go as well. Currently questionable, if I were to compare Cup to Donald, I'd say that Cup would be more questionable than Donald. Uh, He, yeah, no, I mean, just in terms of, like, the severity of it, I would be more concerned with Cup with his knee injury versus Donald and his rib injury. Gut check, I mean, I think he should be fine. He should be fine. He should be fine. Uh, Another thing to put out, uh, their edge rusher Terrell Lewis safety, not safety, edge rusher, edge guy third round pick out of alabama he's been hurt all this year he's probably not going to play uh no big whoop uh he's been a non-factor this season so looking at the packers for their injury reports i mean uh most of their guys that were on the injury reports are are outs i want mean, to I meet mean out they're off the injury report so like kevin king Darius smith Mercedes Lewis, Alan Lazard, they should be okay. They should be ready to go. I think the biggest thing for them actually is going to be the tackle spot because you already have left tackle David Bakhtiari. He's already on injured reserve. But the biggest thing that concerns me for the Packers, if I'm a Packers fan, is their other offensive tackle, uh, essentially Bakhtiari's uh, replacement, is Jared Veld here, and he was replaced. He was placed on the COVID nineteen reserve list on Wednesday. So I don't think he's going to play. I don't think he's going to play. So that might be a window of opportunity for the Rams, especially for this defensive line. Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers, I, I don't know. Uh, there should be some opportunity over there. So let's go ahead and look at it. So when the Rams have the football, when they are under center, when Jared Goff is right there. Like I mentioned before, looking at this weather, it's going to be cold. It's going to be in Wisconsin. It is going to be chilly. And so, from what I understand, he's had two career games in this sort of temperature. And I got this from... I don't know where I got this. I got this from Twitter. But Jerigoff Goff has thrown zero touchdowns and five interceptions with a 16.4 quarterback rating with the really cold weather. I don't want to say it's apples to apples because, you know, it's been a while since he's played in the cold, but... That is one thing to consider, that sunny quarterbacks, um, warmer weather quarterbacks, I don't know. They don't do too well in the frozen tundra. So you have that going for him. But, you know, obviously, if if I'm Sean McVay, I take a a lesson from what they saw with the Seahawks game last week and even what they did against the Patriots uh, when they played them at New England uh, earlier in the season, which is run the football. Cam Akers, he's coming off 25 carries or so. I think that they will run Cam Akers till the wheels fall off. If they give him 30, 35 carries, just depending on the game flow, so be it. You're in the playoffs and to protect Jared Goff, to protect their time of possession and to, to really... You know, honestly, uh, they're going to rely heavily on their defense like they did last week. So, for their offense, if they can move the chains and win that time of possession against a very high, potent offense against the Packers, similar to, to the Seahawks, I mean, yeah, I am running the football and I am making sure that I am using Cam Akers to his fullest potential. He's got fresh legs, he's a second round pick coming out of Florida State, he's a rookie. Uh, this is his moment, and I think this should be something really interesting to watch. Um, so when they have the football as well, I mean, Andrew Woodworth, he surprised me. Last week, they took him off the injured reserve list. He got his reps in. He got the start against the Seahawks, and now he gets his second start coming off of injury. Uh, a, a pretty gruesome... Well, I thought it was kind of gruesome at, at the time, but a pretty gruesome injury uh, earlier in the season. And he's going to go against uh, the Packers in the divisional playoffs really cool for him he's a savvy veteran how he does against the Smith brothers whether it's Zedarius or Preston Smith will be a good indicator of how this offensive line does cohesively because he's a key factor he's a very key factor um so yeah the run game Jared Goff moving the chains I think that you know for all intents and purposes we're going to talk extensively about Jalen Ramsey against Devontae Adams but you know, the Packers, they have a pretty good defense themselves, you know? They have a pretty good cornerback in his own right, and his name is Jair Alexander out of Louisville. He's a second round pick, and, you know, he might be kind of under the radar in terms of some of these casual fans, but Jair Alexander is a player. He's, if anything, I'd say he's like top five, top three. He's right up there in terms of, like, the upper echelon uh, class of the cornerbacks, and so, how they use him how McVeigh uh, schemes up the wide receivers oven whether it's Robert Woods Cooper Cup Josh Reynolds Van Jefferson I mean yeah it's, it's gonna be interesting uh, I'm sure that the Packers are going to rush the passer, do some uh, you know if, if I'm the Packers Defense. I am mixing up the coverages. I'm going to blitz every so often, but I'm going to try to put this game on Jared Goff. Make him double think. Um, especially just knowing that it's cold weather. Stump isn't 100%. I am going to try to keep him on his toes, and I am hoping that Jair Alexander makes a play against this Rams passing offense. Another thing to note as well I mean, this Packers front seven shoot. Uh, I think they signed for the Seahawks, actually. They have Demon, Snacks, Harrison. They have Kevin Clark. Uh, They have some pretty stout defensive linemen. Uh, Rashad Gary, like, they got some people right there. Plenty of talent that where you look at the numbers, in terms of their run defense, they've been pretty good, man. Their run defense has been surprisingly stout against the run. All right, so looking at the last couple of matchups. So they played the Titans a couple weeks back held Derrick Henry to about 22 yards below his rushing average. David Montgomery against the Bears only had 69 yards on 22 carries. So, yeah, I mean, it can be done because I know that Cam Akers is going to be a big part of their game plan. And so I guess it goes back to Jerry Goff. They got to keep things honest. He's got to show that he's a capable passer, especially in this weather. And if that happens and Cam Akers can kind of keep them on their toes then yeah I feel very uh, I feel pretty good I feel pretty good for the Rams offense I think the key thing for them is no turnovers they gotta or at least cut the turnovers I think that Jared Goff has been pretty turnover heavy the last couple starts um, be, even before the injury that's been a concern I think Oh uh, let me look at he's got 17 turnovers this season yes 17, 17 17 turnovers that can't happen so, I mean, all in all, I'm sure the Packers are gonna <laughs> they're gonna test Jared Goff, whether it's gonna be blitzing, mixed coverages, whatever, but they'd rather have Jared Goff beat them versus like the run game with Cam Akers. So how the game flow goes, how they do on first and second down, to get them to manageable third downs, that's gonna be that's gonna be something to watch. And I am all there for it because like you look at the spread, the Packers are favored by seven. I mean, most people are kind of discounting the Rams, and I get it, especially with their offense being so questionable right now. Um, McVeigh, actually, this this entire season, their red zone offense hasn't been good, and it's kind of weird because McVeigh is usually pretty good at that department, but for this year, uh, not so much. Um, They've been struggling in the red zone. We'll see how this goes. We'll see how this goes. So... When the Packers have the football and when the Rams are on defense, I mean, you're looking at, on paper, DVOA-wise, you're looking at the number one defense against the number one offense in the NFC. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. Those are the key guys. I mean, you have Marcus Valdez-Scantley. You have Alan Lazard. You have Mercedes Lewis. You have a couple of guys there as well, but those three guys are the keys to the game and looking at Aaron Rodgers right now the key thing for him is you know he's a more mobile quarterback um, than Jared Goff duh but I mean how does he go against this Rams defensive line how does he go against this pass rush because they play a very disciplined sort of defense that is very zone based they use a lot of cover three cover two cover one They like to use um, a lot of mixed coverages to, you know, really give quarterbacks trouble. I mean, Russell Wilson is just as mobile of a quarterback, if not more, more mobile, than Aaron Rodgers. And he had a really hard time. He was really hesitant in his progressions because the Rams coverage was so good. What makes the Rams defense so good is, you know, Staley is a disciple of Vic Fangio. And if you have the right pieces, this defense can go because they hardly blitz, they get pressure with their front four, obviously you have Aaron Donald right in the fold, but they hardly blitz and they use really good discipline coverage to make it tough for offenses. Now, not saying that Aaron Rodgers is not capable of taking advantage of these coverages, but consider this... um, Let's look at the recipe. What can get to Aaron Rodgers in this offense? Well, let's look no further than the San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers have had the Packers number. They've had Aaron Rodgers number. And why has that happened? Pass rush. Pass rush where, you know, they, they don't have to always blitz. They have good coverage and they take advantage of it. Nick Bosa, DeForest Buckner. Yeah, that happened in years past. So why can't the Rams do that with Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers? I mean, why can't the gang have just as much fun as the Niners? They've seen on the film that Aaron Rodgers can be mortal if you give him pressure. So as much of the cold being a big factor for Jerry Goff when they're on offense, I mean, yeah, same thing goes for Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be a double-edged sword. So, I mean, this defense, I don't have to tell you, but it's the best in the league right now, both... Defending the pass, defending the run. Uh, they've been bringing it all. So going back to that, how will this coverage do? What will they do to give Aaron Rodgers fits in the same way that the Packers are going to do to jerk off? Well, you know, the, the big matchup ahead. Everyone's been talking about it all week, and I don't have to talk too much about it, but Jalen Ramsey against Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, he's not a burner and he's not a big receiver but he's a great route runner he knows the game in and out and he knows how to to beat zone defenses like he knows right in the scheme of these things and so how are the Rams going to defend Devontae Adams are you really going to see Jalen Ramsey up there what 80 90 percent of the time are they going to mix the coverages I don't know. I'm sure the Packers would love to get less of Jalen Ramsey against Devontae Adams. I don't know how the matchup is going to go uh, at the end of the day, but it might be a little bit of both, meaning that Devontae Adams he's going to have his share of plays, but I think that Jalen Ramsey is going to make sure that he doesn't have a a crazy day either. Um, like I don't know. It's um, I guess it's the the safe answer to go by, but I think that it should be a very even matchup. Adams will have some moments, but so will Ramsey. So I can't wait to see that. Um, you know, we can talk all, all sorts of things about that matchup. But then another thing that kind of goes out the radar is Aaron Jones, the running back. Yeah, I know he didn't have like 19 touchdowns like he did last year. But you know what? He had 11. 11's pretty good, guys. He had 11 rushing touchdowns. And he was, I think he had, what, 1,100 rushing yards. Notable guy, guys. Keep in mind, everyone talks about Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and this <laughs> passing offense, but uh, guess what? They can run the football, uh, but even more so, here's the thing that I'm talking about. Uh, and I always—I don't know why I always reference back to the Niners, but one thing that the Rams do lack is their linebackers. Their linebackers, they're, they're, they're good, they're decent, but they're not a great group, okay? So this defense is known for their defensive line and their secondary. Their linebackers, they can be had, and they, they can be had – in space okay because what the Niners did to beat them both times this season is put their receivers their running backs I don't know whatever they put their offensive players in a position to make a play against these linebackers in space you saw a lot of Debo Samuel you saw a lot of Brendan Ayuk and so I won't say it's apples to apples but you can put Devonte Adams, notably. If you can put Aaron Jones, um, screen passes, what have you, like. Just know that Lafleur comes from a very similar sort of Shanahan sort of offense, right? So if you can put Aaron Jones in space with the ball in his hands against these linebackers, I think you can make some really good plays. That's all I'm gonna say. That you know, this Rams defense, it's a great defense. It's stout. Sound coverage. But in the intermediary level, if you can get your offensive guys in space and challenge the linebackers to make a play, I think that might be the biggest concern for this Rams defense. Okay. So all in all, you know, I look at this and I see the number one offense against the number one defense. Really difficult weather to consider fans are going to be there um, you know as much as I'd like to read for the Rams to continue and represent the NFC West in the playoffs this might be a tall task at hand and you know it's easy for me to say that the player the key player of the game is going to be Jared Goff but I think that a lot of it's going to have to do with the trenches you know this offensive line consisting of Andrew Whitworth David Edwards Austin Blythe Austin Corbett Rob Heavenson like they need to hold their stuff down man because the Preston brothers did Eric Smith Preston Smith Kenny Clark yeah I I mentioned that earlier in the pod but you know these guys are going to be coming for them they're going to be coming for Jared Goff and they need to be ready if they can protect their quarterback and make sure that they limit the turnovers get the run game going a very similar plan to what they did against the Seahawks and the Patriots, where they played sound football. They put it, um, uh, I won't say a, a conservative game plan, but they moved the chains and they put it back on their defense to hopefully get Aaron Rodgers to falter. That is what um, that is the key to a Rams upset against the Packers. Will it happen? I don't know, but let's just go ahead and put it across. Uh, Let's just put it on the board. So I think that the Rams do that. They could certainly win. But given the circumstances, given that Jerry Goff isn't 100% and given that they're going against a well-rested Aaron Rodgers coming off a bye week, I just can't have, I just can't see the sunny team in LA pulling the upset. So go ahead and give me the Packers 26 to 20. So once again, 26 to 20 Packers, um, the Rams cover, you know, they don't. They don't lose by by seven or more, but I think that the Packers will advance. Okay, once again, thank you so much for checking out the pod, whether it's on Spotify or iTunes. Appreciate the follow, especially as we head into the end of the season, but this is the best time. Uh, Instagram, at JustTheWest. Twitter, at JustTheWest. And, of course, the blog, www.JustTheWest.com. Until next time, be well. Talk to you soon. Peace.